Next, oh, and I need to put this The back. next one. Ooh, you'll like this one. Outsourced HR <laughs> or in-house HR? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So I will choose the... What's this? There's only one left of this. This no, is the first two, and second. Two. Oh, there we go. Oh, wait. No, that's not right. I don't know. So there's a first. Is there a what second there? One? That's a new topic. Okay. So leave the topic over there. Okay. Here's first and second. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to choose whether I go first or second. And I got Damn second. <laughs> All right. So you get to go first. Okay. okay. And then... And then you pick. You pick this one. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. This is whether I'm for it or against it. <laughs> <laughs> You're against. <laughs> this so, is terrible. Okay. All wait, right. Oh, hold on. Oh, actually, I screwed up this up. So uh, in-house HR versus outsource HR, yes. there's, you're against how which? you do that. Oh, which, yeah. What, yeah, which. I'll, I'll do you a favor. You're going to argue in favor of outsourced HR. Okay. Okay. How about that? I like I'll, that. And I'll take, I want to play devil because you're, you're, go... you're the sales gal on outsource HR. Sure. You're good at what you do. So this will give well, me a chance. Well, now you're putting like higher stakes on this whole thing. Well, like, what's interesting is because I'm an in-house marketer for oh, Zenium, which like is an outsource HR. Okay, so okay. as yep. an in-house person, I think you're I have good perspective. Perfect. Right? Okay, let's go. One. Yep. Okay, like so it. here we go. In-house HR versus outsourced. I'm taking in-house stance. You got outsourced. Yep. Okay. The reason why you would absolutely want in-house HR is that you need somebody there all the time, somebody who's embedded in the culture, somebody who who knows you inside and out, who knows the people. It's like, there's Joe, he gets a cup of coffee at 9am every single day. And I have a conversation. I know Joe. And I'm, I'm, I, I know the tendencies of the organization. I'm in, I'm so aligned with the vision, the purpose of the company. How's an outsourced company going to do that? It's there's they're disconnected from from the culture, and I think you need somebody there all the time. And depending on the size of the organization, if you just keep hiring in-house people all day long, you have different people that have different areas of the function. So you have somebody doing employee relations. You have somebody doing. Wow, that sounds uh, quite expensive, Brandon. It does sound pretty expensive. Mm. <laughs> it is, but it's worth it because you get you get people that are there all the time. Okay, you can rely on. Yep, and. They're one of you. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. What do you, can you go? Well, I, I do have in. to tell you that one of your in-house people is just now out on paid maternity leave. So I'm not really sure <laughs> where you think this there all the time thing is going to. No, I'm just kidding. So here's the thing with there's some benefits to in-house. But I want to flip this back in a question to you. You're a leader here at Zenium. Yep. Who's responsible for culture? The people are. Okay. But you said that you need to have an HR person on site all the time to lead culture and to know everybody and to know that Joe has yeah. coffee at nine. I think somebody's got to own it. And, really? I, and I think HR can own it. I think it's leadership. And, and they have vision. to be in the building 40 hours a week in order to own culture. Yeah. Okay. I think they need okay. to be. I think they need, it's got to be somebody who owns it all the time okay. and can police it a little bit. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So let's, I'm going to just for two seconds define outsource so that everyone sort of knows what I'm even talking about, but this is really just managing HR as a third party. So as a service deliverable versus having a hired person with the title of HR manager, HR director. 
And for the most part, it's small to mid-sized businesses that are looking to these two models as a choice because as you get bigger, having a, a built-out department that you sort of were describing, you know, somebody's leading employee relations, somebody's leading benefits, um, you can afford that the larger you get. And there's a full-time job in those specialties. For most small to mid-sized businesses, under 100 employees, let's just say, uh, it's really difficult to have full-time resources in all of these different specialties. And that's what HR is. You can call it a generalist all you want, and it really does have to operate as a generalist function when only one person is doing it. So the case for outsourced is you get so much more bang for your buck when you are able to get to a service delivery in compensation, in VP level to admin and everything in between in a service delivery instead of in a person. So I really feel strongly <laughs> about, <laughs> about um, the culture piece because I'm a leader here as any, I lead a team, um, I'm part of the executive team. I feel responsible for culture. And if you told me that I needed to go talk to Stephanie, who was our support kind yep. of supports the yep. HR infrastructure here at Zenium. If I have to go down to her desk and say, Hey Steph, there's something going on culturally and you need to go deal with it. I have a real problem with that. So for me, when I talk to customers about, well, but culture, and I really just need someone sitting here so employees can come talk to them. That's leadership development opportunity. Mm. So that is building up your leaders so, so that they yeah. can handle their teams and that's manage their teams. That's an interesting point. In particularly, I'm specifically talking about SMB, so small yeah. to mid-size. So on, on that point, I think leaders are busy with their their own people, and there's so many there's so many processes and practices that yeah. HR needs to to roll out and own and develop. And you're gonna you're gonna put that on leaders to and middle managers to do that because I I think they've already got big jobs, and you need somebody in house to completely own it. Yep, to so, roll it out. I agree with you. Leaders can't do that. That's the part that's the infrastructure. And where better to go than a company that does it for 400 companies, right? So versus one person who their own their own bias is going to say, I saw performance management handled this way at my last company. And so I'm going to just take those forms that I put on a flash drive before I left my last employer and I'm going to go plug them in and I'm going to roll them out here. Or I'm going to go to a bully conference and or a HR you know, compliance conference and I'm going to grab something from there and I'm going to roll it out versus it being more of a diverse HR outsourcing companies. That's all they do. It's no different than going to an accountant for the accounting expertise when you as an individual, do you use a CPA to do your taxes? Mm -hmm. No different. So why you could go, I mean, the free, free, free ads. Oh my goodness. That are driving oh, me nuts. Driving with. me crazy. <laughs> well, it should be over now. It's after tax. I think they, yeah, went all the way until the 415. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, you could go do that, but why wouldn't you hire the expertise so that you have the layers of expertise when you need it, mm -hmm. you're not paying 40 hours a week for it because you don't need VP level all the time. You don't need generalist level or admin level. But the process, the procedure, the best practice around how to roll out in our next topic is going to be this pay yeah. um, transparency piece. What a great thing to have a service sort of that you could rely on yeah I, I get what you're saying i think it's really going to depend on the size of these organizations Agreed. because i could see where outsource is probably good on the um i don't know kind of like the dumbbell approach where it's like the really really small where mm -hmm. they're uh you would have no need for an in-house hr person so maybe it is like middle management leaders dealing with it 
or you just hire some outs, outside help yeah. because you, you really have no need for a full-time person. Yeah. I get that. Where, and then at the upper end, it's like you have probably so many people that you do need in-house people Agreed. all the time. But here's where I'll compromise with you on this topic. Okay. As okay. I think augmentation at that level where you get to a certain point, you still need in-house people I agree. owning it. Mm-hmm. Sure, outsourced resources could wrap around that because, like, I do that in marketing. Like, I I'm in house, mm-hmm. and then I hire freelancers, agencies mm-hmm. to wrap around me, yep. but I own it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then, at the at the middle level, this is where I'm 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 disagreeing with you. I'm staying a character. Too I really well. hope you're not, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> staying a character. Okay. So at the mid level. They're, you know, 50 employees to 100. Yeah. Yep. This is where I'm like, you're in growth mode. You need somebody there all the time okay. building out processes yep. and knowing the people and building the culture. Yep. What do you say to that? So, I mean, I here's the thing is I don't think as much as we even at Zenium try to come up with this magic number of employees where it, this is the golden ticket, it it all depends. It depends on, are you growing? Is it this fast growth mode and you're 50 employees now, but you're going to be 150 in six months because you just got a huge contract. Like all of these things matter. Um, it also matters what is HR because it's different company to company yeah. to company. Like w- define that for me. Is this compliance no, and, yeah, and chasing compliance you around and- or is this right? Or is this true culture support? And you're, you're working on leadership development as yeah. the HR leader. You're helping support the supervisors at every turn. So I don't know that there's like clearly a, a yes, if you're 76 employees and more, then yeah. you need this in this in house. You really have to. I, I think it's crazy not to augment, no matter what size yeah. you are, because you cannot possibly have a Susie Weir on your team who is a guru in leadership coaching and and training and development of leaders. Right? She's on Zenium's team, and if she could be a piece of every client's mm-hmm. um, leadership mm-hmm. group they are better for it. Mm -hmm. And so why not leverage similar to what you were just saying, Mm -hmm. where you are augmented by these freelancers, you know what to push on each of those individuals. I think your question specifically is what if there wasn't a you right here at Zenium as an example, and how would that work? And I mean, on live podcast, I'm not going to say how it would work because I don't (laughs) want it ever. Oh, She's already thought about that. She's like, how do (laughs) I replace this guy? But I mean, I think with anything, any, any small business is saying, how can I leverage and get the most out of the people that yeah. I have here? And then what what is either um, easy to sort of push to a third party or I get more expertise in that third party and I want to leverage my people for the things that they're best at, then you're augmenting. And for me, it's, it's a different conversation every client we talk to in terms of what makes sense. We do lots of augmentation. We do lots of full outsourced. We have a lot of friends in the HR community that are single shingle HR managers, and we only come in once a year and do harassment training, right? I mm-hmm. mean, so it, I think it's just each employer has to sort of decide what makes the most sense. How developed your leadership group yeah. is makes a difference. You know, office managers are often handed the keys to the HR title and those folks need support. So it doesn't even have to be an HR manager that's leading all of this. There needs to be a point person. Who is that point person that's going to know best to leverage that HR um, resource? 
So I would never have made it as a debater. I'll tell you that. You're, you, the <laughs> well, thing is, I want to break character uh, a little bit because I, you know, I, I know from my perspective is like being an in-house person, you have to be good at a lot of things yeah. and you have to admit when you're not good at something and then leverage the outside. So like, I would say like staying in character here, I think you got to meet the debater sure. halfway here and uh, you have to augment. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Because one person can't do it all. Well, and it's not even, I mean, I, again, we talk to so many HR professionals in the community and we support them. I mean, they come here for training and development and, and they lean on us for resources, even uh, themselves, right? We have a lot of folks that work on our team on the HR side that have been previously (laughs) in-house, right? And now they have all of these resources and the depth of the team around them. And they're, they're thinking, not sure how I did this on my own before. Imagine having to make every single decision on your own. No, it's that not fun. that is both compliance, best practice, oh, too many, culture, too many laws involved. right? And it's yeah. just it's very it's daunting to yeah. not have a thinking partner. Damn so it. I think you won this round again. <laughs> this isn't fair. No, no, no. I I'm curious. Like it it's and there's obviously a lot of passion in this one. Funny that we talked longer about this topic than well, like, than this, paid this, leave. You talk about this all day uh, every day, but I th- yeah yeah I don't know. It was good. Anyway. That was good. That was okay. good stuff.